Chapter 81 of our podcast is on. Did you know that you can drive a car without a permit in France? We'll talk you through the insanity of that one. And we had quite the experience at the nearby Chateau de Sainte-Foy this past week. And before there were steroids, there was booze at the Tour de France. Let's uncork this episode. Well, we are... uh... We are doing a very rare record during cocktail hour here uh, in beautiful southwest France. So we'll throw on some yeah. jazz music. and. Uh... <laughs> well, typically we're morning people, so this is a... <laughs> this could suffer. <laughs> it could. But, you know, we had a very, very busy day. We had um, Vanny, who is our mason, helping us with uh, repairs on our barn roof. Yeah. Um, oh, which, you know... It was quite necessary because it was a gaping hole. It's it's a monster barn, and the, if I told you the quotes that we've had to completely redo this roof, you'd fill your pants. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So we're just gonna go piecemeal. You know, you get a hole here and a hole there, and and if Vanny's available, he pops over and. Actually, we had quite the little system going because with the hole in the barn, like there was literally a hole since November in mm-hmm. this barn. Yep. And the rain would come in and whatever, you know, it's just it's how it barn. goes. It's a barn. So um, we had to, and, and again, I'm not a fan of the tile system. I don't know. It's just, there's just so much chance for things to, because they just sit, the tiles just sit on top of everything, right? Sometimes they're masoned in, but for the most part, they just sit there. So it, so it. I, I I saw what Vanny was doing. So there's a kind of a board at the bottom. Right. This is this is like the ancient tiled roof where you've got the upside down tiles that that take the water down, uh-huh. and then the over the top tiles that prevent it from you know so the water goes. Uh, I see. And so, but they can all move. Like a big wind comes up, and they can all move. I'm not a fan of the system. So yeah, we had to actually take it right down to the boards. Uh, between the big, big oak, uh, you know, uh, beams, beams, right? And uh, so I was down on the ground cutting, and then passing, passing him the boards, and he was nailing them down. And yeah, we kind of got it uh, done in like the better part of a day. Yeah, but it's it's huge. It's a huge, huge ass barn. And it gave you the inspiration to get everything going in the barn, cleaning it up, moving things out. Packing things into like the what what goes into the déchetterie. Yeah, and because I was kind of waiting to clean the barn out because I knew it was going to be a monster mess, and it was. But uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, we got lots of trips uh, planned for the uh, déchetterie, and and that's why we're a little late. Because honestly, by the time we had lunch with Vanny, yeah, and by the time that was done, we were just cacked. So we had a little yeah lunch with his tomatoes and his basil. Yeah. It was that, that was a and you got the little buffalo. Why do they call them buffalo cheese? Why do they, I don't know. Huh? It's, it's mozzarella, but it's yeah. a special kind. So, hey, we were uh, we were on our little walking trail this week. So we we had two things that were really impressive. We were walking with our dogs, and we happened to meet this lovely guy who is is really trying to clear out the deadwood, and he's replanting. I'm not sure if it's his property or not, but he's doing it 
uh, and and he's on a mission. And um, we, you know, we we spoke with him, Jean Michel, Jean Michel, and he speaks English. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, but and, but you know what? I the more people speak English, uh, the the more. Uh, so what ends up happening in a case like that? He speaks about as much English as I speak French. I would say, right? Would you? Would you? Yeah, agree? I, I, yeah. He, he wants to learn how to speak English, and you want to learn how to speak French. Yeah. So, so he was speaking yeah, English to yeah, me, and I yeah. was speaking French to him. And it's great. I love it. But yeah, he is. He's on a mission. He's got. He's got like. He's got a little gator and a little trailer with about three different size chainsaws, and he just goes to town in there. And he's got little uh, uh, burn piles all over that forest, but he's keeping it clean. He keeps all the dead stuff out. And um, and then he's also replanting, so he's yeah. really doing God's work in there. I gotta say. Yeah, it, it, well, he said it keeps him fit, mm-hmm. and he he likes it. it keep, he's happy, and so we met Jean Michel. That was great. And then we kept on walking along, and this was really weird. All of a sudden, we see mm, nailed onto a yeah screwed onto a tree, a little chalkboard. Yeah, with a saying. We don't know where it came from. We don't know who put it there. But and and uh, do you have the sayings? I do. Because there were two. We saw two chalkboards. I think there's probably more, but we didn't go into. And I the don't forest. even. Yeah. I don't even really understand these sayings because you translated them for me. And the, well, this the, is not the French phrase of the day. No, no, no. Because you saw it already. So um, the first I one. I haven't seen the French phrase of the day. Okay. Um, so the first one in chalk. Was l'intelligent résout les problèmes que le sage évite, and this is from Albert Einstein. Okay, and and translated uh, uh, loosely is um, a, an intelligent person can solve problems that the sage avoids. So I don't really understand the importance of this, which means I'm not a sage or an intelligent person. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Well, I think that. So if you're intelligent, you try, you, of course, you try to resolve a problem, but the sage is so unworldly, so... Unworldly? Uh, Worldly. No? Uh, uh, a sage, I thought sage was like super intelligent. No? Yeah, super, yeah. Um, but thinks about the big picture, not just little details okay. about, you know, fixing this and that. They're more big... Picture, okay. Yeah. So they... They avoid. I know, but I the just, problem. I just here's here's what I don't get. Like, okay, that's great. The explanation's there, and it's a cute little saying. I just don't know how it amounts to somebody going to all the trouble to buy in the chalkboard, writing it on there. And by the way, I've got pictures of both, so I'll put them on the Facebook page at Jeff and Julie moved to France, and then tacking it up to a tree. Like, I just don't get how that particular saying. Was that important for somebody to go to all that trouble to s- slap it up there? Well, I don't know, but the second one is related. Yeah, well, and the second one almost makes less sense. Well, it says the crazy person ignores the problems that th- that the sage avoids. Avoids. So it's a conti- it's almost like a continuation it of is. the first one. It is. So maybe you have to be like super smart to get what this guy is, or, or the fool, or the is- crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is where I think I camp out at, because <laughs> I, I just I don't know. But it was you know it's nice. To, I mean, maybe the person is going to change the sayings up. I don't know. Yeah, the, the the next day we went and it was still the same saying. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe once a week. We'll see. I don't know. On verra. 
so is it really mushroom season now or is this it just is. okay it is so this is big time in france this is huge like be- between the end of august end of september people go and collect mushrooms wow. all kinds of different fungi from the forest you know i I, don't get me wrong. I love mushrooms. I love mushroom soup. I love all the things that mushrooms. But I like when somebody is, you know, making the call. I'm picking them up at the supermarket. I know they're safe. I'm not taking a gamble that they're coming from the woods and going to put me, you know, under the grass. But wild mushrooms are wildly popular here. Okay. So what you have to do is if you're on public land, there are, depending on the commune that you're in, there's a, a, a quota that you you, you can you can mm-hmm. um, harvest. So, so just like fishing. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, and there are rules. So you you can't yank the mushroom out of the ground. Oh. It has to be cut. Oh. And, and there are special cutting knives that are sold that are kind of um, ah. like a what do you call that? Like a, a curved a, knife. Yeah. yeah. A curved knife, so that the mushroom the spores get to, to disperse on the ground and can reproduce for the next year. So would you call it an, uh, uh, it's not an annual then, the mushroom, or is it, is it just? I don't, I don't know, but. Like, but is it a perennial sp- or does it <clears throat> do the, the, does it just regenerate based on the fact that you've left something behind maybe? I, I, well, uh, all I know is that it's important that the spores get spread. Yeah. Okay. So, and and another thing is, if you're collecting mushrooms, or you know, there, then there's all kinds of t- different names of mushrooms, but you have to do it in a wicker basket. Oh man, so because, many rules. Well, because the wicker basket allows the spores to kind of seep through, and it airs them. It, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, but so many different types. You don't know. Which ones are huh. poisonous? Which ones are healthy? No, thank you. So in France, you can take your collection of mushrooms to any pharmacy. This is incredible. And they will tell you which ones are poisonous and which ones are fine to consume. So I have a question. Uh when you're picking these mushrooms, uh-huh. how do you know? Well, maybe these people know. How do you know you're not mixing them up? In other words, you take a basket of mushrooms to the pharmacy mm-hmm. to get, and then they check one. Ah, how do you know that they don't have others in that basket that might be poisonous? That's uh, what I wonder. That's a very good question, but I, that's beyond my scope. Oh, no, I know. I, I didn't. I didn't expect you to have the answer. I'm just. See, this is where I get all. I. I just don't want to be. I don't want somebody saying at my funeral, "Bummer that Jeff." Ate, ate a mushroom. the wrong mushroom from the forest. <laughs> I, you know, I just don't want that to be my my ticket. At my well, there are thousands of poisonings every year. Oh, you see, you know, you and go. I think it's last just not year, worth it. No, last year there were, th- I think, thirty deaths. Uh, see that there, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, I love mushrooms. I'll go buy them from the market. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, w- I won't go pick them. And so in France, make sure that you're. If if you are going for on a mushroom hunt, you can't do it on on someone's private property. That's not allowed. Uh, and if you do it uh, on a public terrain, make sure that you're uh, observing all of the regulation and the rules. Isn't it interesting how hunting on someone's property is allowed, unless you put signs up, but mushroom picking isn't. Welcome to France. 
Well, <laughs> I find it hilarious that mushroom season that is very popular coincides with hunting season. Yeah. <laughs> so you might be hunted. While you're picking your mushrooms. Uh, that would even be worse. Uh, 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 sorry, Jeff didn't didn't make it uh, to his next birthday because now he wasn't poisoned uh, while picking mushrooms. He was shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. I just I'm going to skip that whole adventure. And that brings me to the French phrase of the day. What, getting shot or picking mushrooms? Mushrooms. Okay, mushrooms. Okay. Okay, let me grab, grab my copy yeah, here. You've, you've got a yeah, copy yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. This time you got it printed in red. Oh, well, it came nice. out red. Oh, I see. Mm. Okay. Il en est des enfants comme des champignons. Ils ne sont pas tous également bons. I don't, I don't think I've got this one. Mm. No. Uh, uh, the the children are like uh, mushrooms. Yes. Uh, uh, they do not. I don't. Equally. Okay. Just Également is equally. Yeah. Okay. But then they don't. Il en est des enfants comme les champignons, comme des champignons. Ils ne sont pas tous également bons. So just, uh, just give, well, give me the whole thing. I, at least I got the, the front part. So, really, it, it's like children and mushrooms, they are not equally good. <laughs> They're not all equally good. That's right. Oh, that's funny. Because you've got bad kids and you've got bad mushrooms. Wow, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> I just uh, so I gotta learn that one. Egalement. Okay, that's Equal, coming along. Equally, Egalement, yeah. equally, yeah. And that is this week's French phrase of the day. Thank you, Julie. So uh, we, I, I have long been wanting to find out what the hell we had to pass another one of these the other day. What the hell is going on with these uh, cars without permits? That's right. France actually has. Uh, a system whereby they allow you to drive without a permit. And I find that it's a complete nuisance. It's ridiculous. And um, uh, there are a lot of rules that go along with it. So uh, I'm over to ewing it on this one. So because, it's uh, a véhicule sans permis. Okay. They're tiny little vehicles, two-seaters, um, yeah, they're they're as small as one of those little tiny smart cars, but they can only go what is it, thirty five kilometers an hour max? Uh, I think it's forty five. Holy, okay. Yeah, but that, but you know when when you're going on a on a road, and we were behind one recently, on a mm -hmm. uh, what was the speed limit was eighty. Uh, yeah, so forty five is really slow. Uh, I don't even think they were going. They were going thirty five, and that's the thing. The car may go to 45, but this guy was going 35. And then, so it's really illegal to pass on a solid line here. That's something you should know if you're renting a car in France. If you pass on a solid line and you get caught, you're in huge trouble. So I was asking Vanny at lunch today. I said, so what, like, I didn't know what to do. I had cars behind me and we were on a solid line. I decided just to wait to be, just because, and I was right. Even if you're coming up on one of these cars doing 35 or 45 kilometers an hour, you got to wait till you get past the solid line, even if it's all clear, before you pass. 
Yeah. Um, most people say just just go off the next exit and have a coffee. Because <laughs> it's not worth it. it the frustration. Um, but these cars are becoming more popular because they're um, they're becoming electric, uh, and oh. that's that's very okay um, green yeah. Yeah. in France. Um, but also, a lot of parents are buying these cars for their kids. What's the age limit on this? Fourteen. This kills me. I can't even believe I'm saying this. You can drive on the streets of Paris and on the streets of uh, and on the the countryside roads. At 14 without a permit. I just... Well, no. They had to take a little bit of training. There's a... I think it's an AM permit. How much uh, training? Uh, eight hours. Okay. I had more I had more hours at, at my skydiving course. <laughs> well, it's, it's four uh, practical and then four written. Um, and then you're allowed to drive these vehicles. But you know they're they're becoming uh, very um, dangerous. They're dangerous. Well, it's dangerous for, for for the driver. So if a vehicle without permit collides with a vehicle permitted um, vehicle, yeah, it's like a little accordion. Like it's done. It's smashed. Uh, there's there's no protection. Yeah, like it's unlike those little smart cars I was telling you about. At least they're built a little bit better. These are little rolling boxes, and I'm and I'm telling you, I I, I just. Uh, here's how they're they're dangerous in that you're driving along at a normal speed and all of a sudden, holy cow, you have to plow on the binders because, you know, Frankie here is going 35 kilometers an hour. And this is the other thing. You can have a, a DWI or a DUI conviction and be driving these things without a permit. Yep, yep. Uh, it, it's just a nightmare to me. It, it's just ridiculous. And I, you know, in this in this age of like, there are more cars on the road every day. I just don't think we need these guys out there. A lot of the parents are saying oh, it's safer than a scooter. <laughs> I don't know. Scooter and motorcycle. And motorcycles, which which may or may not be true. I here's where I do get it. I get it in Paris and just in Paris because Paris the speed limit is 30 even though you go there and you go what the speed limit is 30 yeah and you see guys going 60 and 80 at certain strips but uh, I think the entire city is 30 so that's kind of the place for one of those it's small you're not going at top speed anyway and uh, chances are you're really not 14 even though that's that's allowed you're probably going to school college that kind of thing in that case I get it, but gee whiz, it's scary, and I just can't believe it. And if you're listening in Canada right now or the United States, can you just imagine? Well, yeah, well, they can't go on highways. No, they can't go on highways. So it's 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 rural roads or intercity roads. Um, but when we've come into contact with them, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it really is. You got to get around them. Um, so. Uh, we did this thing, and I, I just don't even know where to begin. I really don't know where to begin on the uh, Chateau de Saint-Foy. It's, it's five minutes from our house, mm-hmm. but driving, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're driving one of those little cars, in which case it's 15. <laughs> um, and Beautiful I, property. I just... So... Uh, I, I, I want to be kind. I'm trying to... But it's just... Yeah. So... Um, a couple purchased the property. At, so at some point it got renovated because it was in it, it was not in good shape. 
Uh, I think it was in 2018 that the couple purchased it, and they wanted to open it up to the public. Yeah, like for marriages and and also for tours, for tours and and that and yeah, and yeah and the, the place is pristine. I got lots of photos for the uh, Facebook page. It's 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 gorgeous. They have a, an entertaining area. They have a little restaurant bar type of thing that they use for special events. Incredible, incredible, and it's right across. Uh, the street from the church, the L'Eglise. And you said something to me which I didn't know. I, I didn't realize that most chateaus have church. some a church that is a chapel. Chapel that's either attached yep. or nearby, yep. like yep. Josephine Baker. There was has, a chapel. Has a chapel. Okay. Uh-huh. So and then, our, our Chateau de Noyac here has a chapel. It's not that near, but yes, it does. Close enough. Walking distance. Okay. So. Anyway, we you, you, there were there. It was well attended. There were thirty people in our tour, at least. Yeah, yeah. and so the owners um, came out and and started talking about the history of the chateau. Oh, Julie, it was the history of France. So the the issue is uh, the these two are so enthusiastic oh and 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 clearly this guy is a uh certified historian clearly yes i just i just don't know if this is the occasion that every ounce of his knowledge of the history of france has to come out I just, you, you got well, little kids falling asleep. You got old people <laughs> and, looking and you, for a place to you. sit. Oh, my back. It's like, I can't stand. Okay, I'm just going to say this. It was 90 minutes, 90 minutes before we entered the chateau. 90. Yeah, so we wanted to go there because we wanted to see what the inside of the chateau looked like. The outside was was pretty and and the ch- chapel was pretty and i was all about getting a, a a little history about the chateau yes but i didn't need to know how often louis the 14th changed his socks <laughs> didn't need to know that and it yeah. just went and it went on and on and all these the guy kept referring to like anytime you're doing uh like you got to kind of know the crowd he's throwing out all these ancient names and it kind of distracts from the information, right? Well, like if you're from the area and you know the history of the area, then you might grab on to a couple of names and a couple of dates and, and it'll, it will make sense. But we're, we're not from here. We're mm. trying to learn. And it was just like, yeah. like, it was like Charlie Brown. It really was. It was like, <laughs> who was the mayor in 836 A.D.? Don't I don't need to, you know, so because he really went all over. Like he was talking about the three hundreds, the eight hundreds, the eleven hundreds, the church, the fact that the church was one time uh, uh, wood and then it was burnt down, as a lot of churches were. Then they rebuilt it, and then the date of that, and then oh, how re- many hectares of land the chateau sat on in eleven ninety eight, and you know, it's just. But I do remember that he said that we were standing on the cemetery. Oh, yeah, after we were on it for a half an hour. So if that <laughs> freaks you out, just be forewarned. Julie was like, <laughs> I know. Anyway, so we, we so we did get to see the courtyard, which was yeah. quite, not, quite nice. Well, we kept moving. Here's the thing. We kept moving around as a group, and then he'd stop and talk for another half an hour. <laughs> I didn't know the hunchback of Notre Dame fancied himself as quite the little tap dancer. Didn't know that, but now I do. Like, and, just- and then one room 
only one room of the chateau that we got to see. Well, we got into the a foyer uh, area, a foyer, yeah, and then one room. Yeah, yeah, where we saw this amazing armoire. And by then, it was Christmas. <laughs> and the armoire was painted on the inside. Yeah. With the history of the family and the... You, you won't believe this armoire. It's the most incredible piece of furniture I've ever seen in my life. You took a picture? I, I took a picture of it before they opened it and after uh, to show those the pictures, the art. The art. That was inside. But you, you will see this armoire and you go, oh, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a beautiful armoire. And then look at the people around them. They, this armoire dwarfs them. Yeah. How, how big was that armoire? I got to say that was 20 feet across. I think so. And probably 16 feet or, or 14 feet high. Yeah. And it had just the most ornate uh, uh, carving. Like I, I'm a woodworker. I mean, God, not to anywhere near that degree. <laughs> and I just look at something like that and wonder, you know, made from beautiful cherry. Oh, it was just a gorgeous thing. Really gorgeous. That was kind of worth it because there was a point there where I said, I got to get out of here. Like, cause, cause understand I'm listening to an hour and a half of French and this guy is motoring, man. Yeah. Oh, I tuned out and I, I could understand him, but I couldn't. Did you know that Joseph Stalin had webbed feet and was quite the swimmer? <laughs> I didn't know that. So the one interesting note that you um, kind of took from that is if from the chateau across the valley, there was another massive home. Right. And it was the home of the Bicherelles. And those are the people that uh, created the book that's in every French school in the world, the L'Art de Conjuguer, which takes all of the verbs and conjugates them in the 75 different tenses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, that's fine. You guys have many tenses with your little language. Anyway, um, yeah. after after we, we, we actually had... Uh, some food there. Uh, at one at point, the I put up my hand. Will this be on the test? <sighs> so at the chateau, we had some food, <laughs> and we met our friend Philippe from the truffle farm. I know that was so great to see Philippe yeah. there. He was uh, helping with the catering at this uh, little event, and they had a pulled pork. Uh, oh, it was potato, like he had. Truffle. Oh, it was incredible, incredible. And I had a little vegetarian thing yeah. on the side. Yeah, you can't and... have the pulled pork. That's too bad because you missed a really nice uh, little meal there. Yeah, so we we ate out there. Yeah, had a beer, nice. had a glass of wine. Yeah, it was, it was very nice. And uh, then we decided to move on to uh, Dos, and it was their last yeah. night market. Uh, I know. Uh, kind of makes over. me sad. I know. As much as I look forward to September here because the weather's usually spectacular, I kind of get a little pang of sadness to see the uh, the night markets uh, go south. And uh, it was well attended, huh? The last one? Huge. Yeah. Uh, I've got some pictures from the from the evening. And yeah, we, we ended up, because we'd already eaten, but we thought, ah, let's just go and have a, a glass of wine over there and just, just say goodbye and, and to the night to, markets. We, yeah. We wanted to get some French fries, but... Ah, they we, didn't have a... Yeah. Didn't have a... No. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it was great. And we, we do love uh, our, our night markets. We, we were at three or four this year, which is, you know, they're, they're once a week for two months. So at, at the various... Villages. We've yeah, been through. We, you know, we we could have done better this year, but we didn't. No, no. Well, we're busy, busy folks. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to get to. Uh, I would love to get to. Uh, oh, I guess it's done. Eh, the Mont Flanquin is done. 
uh, oh, it's tonight. Right now. <laughs> That's right. Chop, now. chop. Okay. <laughs> As we speak. Okay, we won't be getting to that. Um, hey, you you came across some really frightening news. Oh my God. So, if you're a homeowner in France, oy, oy, oy. <laughs> um, across the country, there will be a 7.1 increase in your percent in your uh, yeah. in your in your property uh, taxes. Taxes. So that's everywhere. Uh, Okay, that's across the board. Yes. But. Whether you live here or there, there's 7.1. But um, according to different communes, they can add an additional surtax percentage. And so, you know, you, you people who are listening in North America, you've all, you've heard long and hard about how much taxation there is in France. Well, it's true. I mean, we we do okay because we live here in the country. It's not uh, that punitive. But what's the news from Paris, Julie? So um, you will get a tax bill that will be fifty nine percent higher than last year. You heard Julie over one year. You heard her correctly. 59% higher. So take the taxes that you pay in Canada. I don't know if you live in Oakville or Burlington, you know, eight, nine, ten, twelve thousand bucks, and then say, hey, how's about doubling that? Or or well, I guess if it was ten thousand, it'd be fifteen thousand. Just like that. Yeah. So there are all all kinds of different uh communes, you know, fifty-nine percent, forty-six percent, uh oh. Grenoble, uh, uh, quite a few communes, and, and where there's a significant hike in in taxation. So, if, if you're living in a small rural community like we are, um, it, it, the, the impact won't be as uh, no as, as, as great as great. So no. it'll be seven point one plus something. May, no, I think or nothing. or just seven point one. I think nothing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of lucky. But can you like have you ever heard anything like that? Is like do you put that off as complete mismanagement, or do you put it off as uh, you know things have skyrocketed, inflation, materials, everything? I, I I just don't know where or how you can just turn around and charge someone an additional fifty nine percent. In one year on their taxes. I've never heard of anything like this in my life. Like, there's going to be blowback. Like, you know how they love to protest here? Well, open up the gates because it's about to happen. There's going to be blood in the streets, I say. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and I think it's it's the the towns and cities that have a a major infrastructure, you know, 40,000 inhabitants plus. Yeah. Um, you know, we're 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 here in rural France where there are twenty five hundred in our commune. Hey, here's here's a suggestion. Instead of jacking up prices or, or, or taxes fifty nine percent, Mr. Macron, how's about reducing the number of people in government? Oh my god, the duplication, the it's unbelievable how many people uh work in the government here. And you just you just kinda wonder at what point is it going to be too much? And I think you're starting to see it now because if you need to, I mean, that's, that is punitive. If you need to, that's going to put people, like that's going to take people out of mortgages. Well, um, you know, a lot are saying that those middle-class people that can afford now to live mm-hmm. in, in Paris 
won't be able to. No, but let's 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 switch gears to oh, from from a, a oh a, gears. Ah, gears. see what I did. Funny one. I know. I'm 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 always here uh, with that. Uh, but yeah, let's switch gears because this is. Uh, uh, let's go from the serious to the ridiculous. Okay, so this fact comes from me watching British TV shows. Okay. So I was watching the Big Fat Quiz of Everything. Okay. Which is hosted by Alan Carr. Ha, ha, ha. He's, he is great, though. Uh, he's funny. Yeah, he's, he's a good host. Um, so I was watching the Big Fat Quiz of Everything, which happened to be just on sports. Okay. <laughs> and so one of the questions was, what happened in 1965 for the Tour de France? What what stopped in 1965? What stopped in 1965 in the Tour de France? Uh, and and this this just kills me. And they but but here's the thing: they have video footage of it's this. It's a thing. Go yes. ahead. So in in 1964, um, <laughs> <laughs> they would be riding their bikes and doing the competition and stopping at a bistro and and going in and drinking red wine. They grab the wine. Yeah, they would pillage kind of uh, take wine, beer, oh, baguette, baguette, whatever, and and then get back on their bikes and jam it in their goofy <laughs> shorts <laughs> and continue. So they were they were drinking. And, Alcohol and, and riding, and riding. Yep. This was common in the Tour de France up until 1965. Did you know that? I had no idea. But they've got video, and it's not just one guy. It's like a bunch of them. They're, they'd be leading, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they're having a talk. <laughs> and then they pull over, and boom, they all run in, grab wine and baguettes, and then back on their bikes and are riding and chugging. And I mean. Come on. Well, they lose a ton of uh, of weight. Respect? Oh, sorry. Weight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like something like like 4 kilos. I guess they didn't have energy drinks that back then, so they went with the or, booze or or, or drugs <laughs> or steroids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, I just like check it out. There's video of it. It's the funniest thing I've Can ever seen. Can you put seen. a link on the Facebook? No, no? I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. But but uh, but check check it out. I mean, just look up, you know, Tour de France pre sixty five drinking and driving. I mean, because it's uh, it's way too funny. <laughs> They're running in with their clickety clackety shoes and <laughs> just. The whole thing is just, uh, you, it's, you can't believe it. I didn't know this happened. C'est la France. Okay. We will definitely have something for you next week. Not sure what it is. Uh, I do have a number of uh, trips planned to the dishittery. I can, I can chronicle that if you want. What do you think? <laughs> or we can talk about the upcoming Heritage Weekend. Oh, okay. Why don't we do that instead? Yes. So much for the dishittery. Let's have more culture. Yes. All right, we'll have it for you next week on Jeff and Julie Move to France during a global pandemic. À très bientôt.